Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to Daily Clips Forum. Oh man, that was. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. My co host is Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? That was probably one of my weakest intros because I if I'm gonna delete it from the pod, but I went in too fast. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're around the deadline uh, in in Clipperville, and you know the Lakers made a trade today, which I feel like they gave up nothing and got a really good player. Uh, so I don't know if that's setting the market. But basically, to keep us from basically doing the same pod, uh, I want to ask you a personal question, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm all ears. So obviously, our fan base has been, I would say, disappointed in the Clippers this year. Uh, I would say we're in that camp a little bit as well. I would say you're in it more than I am. You've you've been there for a while. You've you set your tent up. You know, I'm still, you know, I haven't officially told work um, staying at the camp long term. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What do the Clippers have to do by the deadline to win you back? That is a very good question, Brian. Um, I'm going to answer it like a politician and completely avoid the answer. Uh, (laughs) First off, let me start off with the reason why I'm in this camp right now, where I'm at roasting marshmallows enjoying the start the stars um it's just the total approach that the clippers had for this whole season they kept the, the fans in the dark like they didn't owe them anything and they treated the season like it didn't matter and it's it's biting us in the butt right now um so far maybe you know down later down the line we win a trophy and it was all worth it but Right now, how I'm feeling, it just feels like, you know, they don't really care about the fans. And I know that I know I know that's not true. Like I know Steve Ballmer understands it's a business, right? You want to make sure that you keep the fans happy. But the way they approached it to make their stars happy, it was just very, very annoying. And I feel like the whole Clipper community felt that way as well. Um. So with that being said, obviously you can do some things later on, like with some more transparency, but I want you to treat the season like it matters. Right. So I need like a, I feel like we need like a big splash in the, in the, in a, in a trade. Maybe that's getting a third star. Okay. I, I mean, it's not possible, but like, I, that's what I would like. If you tell me right now, like they made a huge trade for like Kevin Durant, somehow that made it, dude, you win me over easily. Right. Probably not going to happen, but something along the lines of getting a very competent third star player to play along with Kawhi and Paul George that's available. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So if you, if you do role players, I don't know if I'm going to be happy. So it has to be, okay, does it have to be like a superstar, superstar like Kevin Durant? Like, 
generational player or does it just have to be a player that's making relatively the same amount of money but might not be as good yeah i'll go with that i'll go with the latter option because like for example dame lillard is going to be paid like 60 million dollars to buy the the trailblazers at some point and his team sucks (laughs) yeah that's a good point you know, so it, but like he's a good player. Like he would be considered a big splash. Obviously, I don't think he's on the it's market. Not, it's not feasible. It's not. Option. Yeah. It's like, but do you feel like a young player with potential, but is not necessarily a superstar? You would be kind of disappointed because he technically would be a role player. I mean, in the situation where, like, right now we're competing for a chip and I'm not looking for diamond and rough, I'm looking for uh, just me thinking out loud and in complete response to the, um, like, I should say raw response to your question was, it's just that doesn't really make me happy. Like, if I can see, like, if we're going to go in complete rebuild mode and we do something like that, then, yeah, that makes makes it a little bit more enjoyable, right? Because, like, what could this guy be? It's the same. It's the same way I feel about the Falcons, right? Does um, <clears throat> excuse me, Ritter, who's like a late round pick, shows like signs that he could be starting potential, and that that's what excites me, right? But they're a rebuilding team. I wouldn't be happy if they're like a competing team. They're trying. They're trying to find a diamond and rough player to get a Super Bowl. So okay. it's just yeah. I need someone that's competent um, that shows they can they can be that guy. Um. Yeah, and they can contribute right at, like right away. I don't think we have room to like figure out if this guy's gonna work, like work out for the team. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for me personally, I would say they don't necessarily need to win me back. I'm always there. I'm 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 down to be abused. I'm <laughs> I. I you know, I'm down to pay for the therapy sessions to be a Clippers fan. I'm in it for the long run. But I would say what the Clippers need to do for me to be at least more confident that this season's not a total waste. They might not need to make a big splash, but they need a splash. They need to at least kick, kick the pool, like put their foot in the in the pool and kick it. Like they, 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 they need to throw a rock or something in the lake. They need, they need to make a splash. Might not be a big splash. Might not be max level player, but they need to bring somebody in when they consolidate some of these role players. Because uh, a month ago, I would have said. You know, it's about the stars not playing and X, X, Y, and Z. But at this point, it seems like the supporting cast is just not doing it. And I understand, like, we could give, we could have context, we could uh, make excuses for them as well because of the playing time that Kawhi and Paul George have or whatever, but they're just not cutting it. They need to bring, they need to do something to freshen up this team. And I don't care what seed they get at this point. They just need to play well enough in their final 24 games of the season or so for me to feel like, okay, going into the playoffs, this team, for lack of better words, gives and they're ready to play. Like, they might not have the seed they need to get, 
<laughs> but I'm not too concerned about concerned about that at this point because if this team were to stay put, we're trying to fight to stay out of the plan. So who cares about seeds at this point? It's about putting together a deal at the deadline or before the deadline that makes the team better. And it doesn't, I don't care about the standings really. I do care about the standings to an extent. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not full of it, but I do think they need to make a big enough deal where when we wake up after the deal, the next morning, we're like, Oh yeah, this seems a lot better now. <laughs> like, Oh, and it, and you just like, you know, just seeing a, per, a new player in a new Jersey excites the team. It gets the fan base into it a little bit. Obviously, there's some players that we could trade for that would absolutely piss off the fan base, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Because you know they could obviously do stuff at this deadline, get new players, make a splash, like I said, and it actually does the opposite for me. So, but like I, I do think there's 24 games. Obviously, we're not going to have the record we thought we could have. But if we're in the last part of February and March and we're well above 500 for the last stretch of the year, and there's some good teams on that stretch. We play the Grizzlies like 10 times or <laughs> something like that. Like there's some good games in that stretch. So if we could put an impressive run at the end of the season, I don't really care what the seed is we get. I'm just going to be, I'm just glad that we finished the season strong after being so mediocre mm. to get to this point but yeah yeah I, I totally i totally agree with you one thing that came to mind when you're describing because i i feel like i essentially feel the same way as you um but you know the norman powell trade last season was like there's like something would i would like to see right like something we didn't see like out of the corner like we yeah. no one talked about this and it was still a pretty big move mm-hmm. um and he gave away pretty much nothing right yeah it's we we gave up keon johnson but that we'll we'll see eventually down the line if that matters or not right so it and um yeah like for example norman powell i think when we got him we kind of looked at him as like oh you know he could fit that void that we once had of like lou will and he's younger and we have him under control for like four or five years and his contract's pretty friendly. He was the third guy in Portland, and Portland had a pretty dangerous offense for a while. So I think we all looked at it like, dude, this guy's our third guy. But I think it's 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 just like, you know what? He's a really good he's been playing extremely well for the last month or so. Mm-hmm. But he's still he's he's nowhere near what we thought we might be getting on the defensive end with him. And He's just not that third guy. And we do need a third player who could generate offense. We need somebody who, when we give gravity to Kawhi and Paul George, that the team has to pay attention to this third player. And this player could create its own offense, could create its own shot, could be its own threat, could have its own gravity. And I and I like that we kind of Mickey Mouse that as fans and say, like, Luke Kennard has gravity and this player has gravity. And when Morris is on, he's dead. Like, no, like none these guys aren't cutting it anymore. 
like when we in the 2021 season, we had like six players shooting over 40% from three. Like that was a legit team with solid role players. And that's not including Rondo who shot over 40%. That's not including DeMarcus Cousins who shot over 40%. And that's not including Amir Coffey who shot over 40% because I don't feel like the sample size for those guys is is big enough, right? But this season we have three players who are shooting over 40%. One of them is Luke Kennard who hasn't played in like a month. The other, and the uh, another one of them is Brandon Boston, who never plays. So the only other, the only other one is, um, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, Nicholas Batum is shooting like 39 and a half or something like that. He might have gone up to 40 in the last game, but I doubt it. Uh, Morris is shooting 38, and oh, Norman Powell's the other guy. My bad. Norman Powell's the other player, right? But we used to have our entire team when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had a bunch of gravity. These players shot lights out and we had the best three-pointed team in history. This season, we don't have that. And we don't have a third player who generates offense. Everyone's shooting like five or 6% less from three that they shot that season. We We just totally regressed. And you know, Kawhi Leonard's actually played quite a mu- quite a few games in the last month and a half or so at this point, and he's he's balling out. He's playing at an All Star level. Paul George needs to get there because he's had an injury and stuff like that. But like the other guys are just not cutting it, and we need to consolidate. We need to consolidate and bring in somebody who is a threat to other teams. Because all you have to do is make it difficult for Kawhi and Paul George, and our entire offense is just absolute dead in the water. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, sounds like Lawrence Frank needs to call the Golden State Warriors for uh... <laughs> get Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he hasn't yet. I, I, do you do you feel GMs call teams? And just and just like call about their best player and like for example Lawrence Frank calls Golden State he's like so is Steph Curry available and then the GM's like are you serious and then Lawrence Frank's like it doesn't hurt to try and then just hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you, yeah, like do you do you feel like he just calls every team just like hey so what's up with Jimmy Butler and they're like we're not getting rid of Jimmy Butler he's like all right you know, it was just it was worth it was worth the try he's like do you want do you want Duncan Robinson and then Lawrence Frank hangs up like. <laughs> Like, I just like uh, I I don't know I just picture like a Family Guy skit for that. <laughs> <laughs> he just calls him like just talk small talk. He's like, hey, so uh, how's it going? Like, I'm Frank. Uh, what are you calling, man? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh, a bunch you guys of aren't doing too well. Yeah, it's like, hey, so your team, your team's uh bad. It's like, all right, so it's like, so you're getting rid of your best guy, right? <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> So yeah, that's what we did. We got Marcus Morris. <laughs> uh, I I'm a hundred percent in on we should get rid of Morris this off season. I mean, not this off season, this this deadline. Mm. I, I I like him, but this happens every year. Like we'll see, because he shows up for the Laker games, and tomorrow there's a Laker game. <laughs> he does. He he, he sh- and but so tomorrow I think is the true test. If Marcus Morris does not show up for the Lakers game, 
it's official it's, it's done yeah the, the uh, road. I, I would agree yeah I would it, agree. it's it's a, it. it's a dead end he's not getting any better we gotta move on if he uh averages like 35 points in that game well if he gets like 35 points and like 10 blow buys I, i'd forgive the, the amount of blow buys for sure <laughs> yeah uh, if he scores 35 points i'm pretty sure Ty Lu is uh making sure he does not get traded and he plays 15 more minutes than he should for the rest of the month. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd agree with you. I think Marcus Morris is one of them. I, I kind of don't want to let go Luke Kennard, but I don't know. Part of me feels like his, his, in a, his availability is a little bit difficult for us, especially for uh, a team that desperately needs him. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where. And he has a lot of value too. He has a lot of value. So if we were to get a really, 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 really good player, that big splash, kind of what you're talking about, yeah, he's certainly available to me. Yeah. Uh, but if he's, if we're just getting some other mediocre player, then I'd rather have the potential of a healthy Luke Kennard in a couple weeks to a month or something come back. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's one. It's one of those things where it's like, I like Luke Kennard too. As long as we also don't have John Wall, <laughs> like if we have, <laughs> it's one of those things we just have too many guards at this point. I feel like so. Uh, I think it's official, right? We're we're done. We're done with uh, John Wall experience. I would say so. The forty club burned to the ground. <laughs> like if there was, uh, I had a lot more faith in John Wall than maybe John Wall did. Like John. <laughs> Like um he he always just looked like he was napping in the locker room while everyone else was shooting around before games. And then he wakes up, he 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 sells like you know, like the eye crusties and stuff from his nap, and then he goes out there with the second unit and just turns the ball over four times. <laughs> but I, yeah. There was not a player I wanted more to succeed than John Wall and you know, maybe it's just a system that he's in. Maybe there's another team that he can go to where he will play like the all-star that he was, but I don't think it's with the Clippers. But, so, which gets in, which there's a debate because I feel like the Stars plus Ty Lu, keep in mind, Ty Lu's a former point guard, believe that the team needs a traditional point guard of some sort. I think the organization. Uh, because I think I read some stuff that they believe Terrence Mann could be the point guard of the future. So there seems to be a full uh, philosophical difference between the two. This is, this is how I feel like you settle it. We've brought in Rondo. We've brought in wall. We brought in point guards per se, Mm -hmm. but none of them are actually good and they all have flaws. How about if you really do want a point guard, you just go out there and get one of the best point guards you could get instead of just kind of half-assing this. Cause like we don't need a facilitator. We just need someone who could play the position really well. So we keep getting these facilitators. Like we don't need facilitators. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we, we don't need a guy who could throw, who could pass the ball very well. We need just a player who we could put in our starting lineup that is good and if he just happens to be a point guard size then sure but yeah i don't know 
All right, all right, all right. On three, we say the who that perfect point guard is. That's available. Yeah, on three, okay. The God, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already, I'm already pissed. <laughs> perfect, all right. Po- all right, perfect point guard for this team. That's available. That's, that, 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 that that's been kind of in. At least this should uh, be available. That should be available. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm gonna count down. All right. On three. On One. three or after three? On three. All right. One, two, three. Fred VanVleet. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. You Judas. You Judas. <laughs> you you. I I, can't. <laughs> I, Dude, uh, I How perfect would that be? You know, like like. Westbrook tried to get like Kawhi to join him, <laughs> and then and then he uh, Kawhi calls PG to join him, and then like how perfect would it be to have Westbrook on there just for the drama? You know how this is exactly what Russell Westbrook would do. He's been coming off the bench for the Lakers. He would come to the Clippers and say he doesn't come off the bench, <laughs> and he starts. He goes, he goes to Tyler, hey, I know you saw on the Lakers. And that ain't happening here. <laughs> he tells yeah. him that. He's like, I. The thing is, I think him and Paul George get along. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, I'm sure they do. God, I, I would, I would, I would hate what I what I dislike more than UCLA basketball players is you say basketball players that are on the Clippers and suck. Uh, except for Moses Brown, he gets the exception. That man, that guy did a coast to coast in the G League. I don't know if you saw that. Moses Brown did a coast to coast. No, it, I did not. Really? It, yes, he got the rebound, and he he was dribbling like he was Jason Preston on steroids. Like he he didn't. I don't even think he looked at anybody else. You know how you get the rebound and you look for the outlet pass. He didn't even look for anybody else. He put his head down and just went for it. And the G League is a totally different species. <laughs> like it's like it's not like I don't even know like because it's like less organized than college basketball. It's like and, one giant anom- anomaly, dude. Like you see the yeah. oddest things down there. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Well, I said so, Fred Van Vliet, and he's better than uh, <laughs> he's better than Russell Westbrook. Would listen. we ha- would we have to give up a first round pick for FVV? Hopefully not but yeah no yeah hopefully not but you know what i'll be happy about to make a stronger point about russell westbrook and i dude all right let me tell you right now dude my boy westbrook that dude brings athleticism something the clippers need he brings tenacity something clippers need none of this lead by example this dude like one thing i really liked about russell westbrook even before he was on Lakers, like or on the Lakers, like he plays the same kind of energy he does, no matter the score, and that's something I always like. I always liked about Westbrook. Um, sometimes his attitude be annoying; it can be annoying, but uh, I think it can be helpful for this team. Um, but yeah, I, I, if I can get him for cheaper, though, that'd be that'd be that'd be good for me. So like, I want to I want to appreciate all the fans we've had while we did this podcast. It, <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought I thought we were able to get through two seasons together, but no, I'm not. No, our fans. We didn't lose our fans. I'm officially ending this podcast <laughs> <laughs> with with your with your pro Lakers agenda. I'm not doing it. Um, 
I'll tell you this. What Russell Westbrook brings to the Clippers, what does he bring that John Wall doesn't? Um, Athleticism. I feel like he brings more athletic. He's more athletic than John Wall. He probably... He can go to the rim. And he can look for the open guy. He he does a pretty good job opening and like looking for the people. I guarantee his turnover, his like his assist rate will go a little bit higher on the Clippers. We if he has Luke Kennard, Paul George, Kawhi, Norman Powell. You're so like speechless right now. You, wanna, you literally want to f- me up right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even like that. Like I, I, you know what it is. Like sure, but he would have to be like a free agent in the off season that we got super cheap. And yeah, then, I, I, I agree with you. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to make up forty seven million dollars and trade him to the Lakers, so we could have that. Well, I'm going to put this nicely. Not very good basketball player <laughs> on our team who would Take be making back. who would be making more money than Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, I believe. Just just call me coward, dude. I'm a just call me coward. I'm coward for Westbrook, and I agree with you. I just said it so I can piss you off, but I would like him to be on the Clippers via an offseason free agency where we can get him for cheaper. Uh, I don't think he's currently worth the money that he's making right now. But, yeah. I succeeded in pissing you off. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some, like, a small segment, like, a small section of Clipper fans that do like Westbrook that might be, like, behind me. I appreciate you guys. If not, They're, like, literally behind you right now. And you're just- <laughs> it's nobody. <laughs> just- <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a faction. Um so my pick was Fred Van Vliet. And it's funny because like he's been his name's been floated around. He's having kind of an off year. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, cause I, I do have this thing where I'm like, I'm not super in love with small guards. But he's a two-way player. And we can use a two-way player that could generate offense. And he makes 20 something million dollars. And he's having an off year, and so the Raptors are—they're having a bad year themselves. Like I don't know if it would take a ton to get Fred VanVleet. Like the only thing I could think of is that they would probably want a pick of some sort. And is he worth a worth a first round pick? I kind of hope he's not. But he's six one. Not a fan of that. <laughs> But he he like could... guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a, like a basic uh, person. Let's your uh, Tinder profile. No short guys. <laughs> <laughs> that that's in my NBA trade deadline. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so he he's in the top fifteen in steals in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has shot above 37% every year he's played in the NBA except for the 2021 season and he's shooting 34 this year so he's having an off year mm-hmm. and he's only averaging 19 points a game but he's what I would consider 
relatively a big splash. And he would play the point guard position, which is something Ty Lue, Kawhi, and Paul George would probably want. But he's also a dynamic enough player that I think that's something the front office would want. We would have to consolidate to get him. Mm-hmm. And then if we threw in another role player on, on the on, in the deal, I I think it would be great. Uh, would he be the 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 Raptors player I want the most? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But if we were if we walked away from this deadline and we have FEV on our team, I'm pretty sold at this point. Every day I get warmer and warmer to the idea. Like I was pretty cold on it maybe like last week, but every day. I I think about it and I'm like, man, that's something this team could use. Mm-hmm. And I personally would like for Fred Van Vliet to start at point guard. We still start Terrence Mann in that lineup. We have Luke Kennard. I'm not Luke Kennard. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing three three guard lineups. No, we, we do Terrence Mann, FEV, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Zoo. In our starting lineup, that's a very solid defensive lineup. We end up keeping a good wing or so, the backup zoo. We get a center somewhere else in the deadline. I think that's enough to make a decent push. Is it going to change the mindset that this team has? I don't know. I'll give you that. I don't know if he's going to be the guy who's going to get in everybody's asses and spark a flame or anything, but he's a dynamic enough player that we could get kind of on the cheap. And if we could keep Norman Powell to be our sixth man, to be the first guard off our, our off our bench, we keep Reggie Jackson, but we don't play him. <laughs> and John Wall's just gone. I think that helps the team a ton because the only other position I think we could change the, the, have a big splash like you said would be to get a player at the four mm-hmm. and replace Morris so I don't know the Clippers and other teams were at the Raptors Knicks game the other day looking at players I don't know it seems like we could get Cam Reddish for free if we wanted to that would be a good deal in my opinion um, even if we got Obi, Top- Obi Toppin I think that would be a solid young player from the Knicks or something I don't know there's just if we got a couple young athletic dudes and then got a player to solidify our starting lineup, I think we could be a very good team. But I might just, we might pass the deadline and the best we did was get Mike Conley. And, <laughs> and if Mike Conley was the best we did, who <laughs> I, I would... I uh, I would have a t- <laughs> I would have a tough time. <laughs> what if like Lawrence Frank being at the Knicks and Raptors game, he goes to the intern, he's like, dude, who's that white center that's so good for the Knicks? <laughs> he's like, Isaiah Hardenstein? We need a guy like that. We we where have I seen that guy before? <laughs> he's like and he's like uh it's like this is a guy we need this is a guy we need on we should have got this guy in the offseason <laughs> where was this guy in the offseason <laughs> and the intern just like visibly confused he's just yeah. like <laughs> Sir, are, you, are, you, are you making a joke mr frank <laughs> do i make jokes <laughs> it's like what, 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 he calls the Knicks. he's like hey so 
you have this player I've never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Israel Har- uh, Harris. Harstein. Harstein. Yeah, Har- Harrison. Uh, I've never heard of him, but he seems like he'd be a great fit for this team. And then, and we then, uh, offer you two first round picks. <laughs> uh, and I we have you. We have this TPE we could use to get him, but I think we would prefer to give you Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. And 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 as a sweetener, we will give you first round picks. <laughs> I know, I know, I know we're lowballing you guys, but you know, that's all we got. <laughs> like, yes. And then Hartenstein walks in the locker room the next day, and everyone's like, Oh, welcome back. And he's like, Oh, where do you guys know this guy from? Kawhi <laughs> <laughs> just shaking his head. <laughs> his his uh his face is still up in the like they have like a little uh mural from last season. His face is still in the training facility. <laughs> he's like, I'm that guy. Like, no, 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 that was Isaiah Hernstein. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same people. Um, yeah, come on. <laughs> is that possible to get Isaiah Hernstein after like a free? Yeah, we, we hear his little thing ran out. We could, and we have a TPE that an, a trade player exemption that we have him. I would laugh so hard if that was the only movie we made. <laughs> yeah, if the only movie we made was getting Isaiah Hernstein, I would. I would sigh. <laughs> Drink a monster can and just punch uh, a drywall. I, I'm really, I'm really hoping <laughs> like this podcast and this fan base really needs this deadline to be interesting at least. <laughs> and if the best we could do is do something we could have just did in the summer. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so in shambles right now. Hopefully. Let me, let me ask you this. What is worse? Trading key young players for, to get Mike Conley. Or the only trade we do is use the TPE and get Isaiah Hartstein. Which one's worse? Mike Conley, dude. <laughs> dude, I, I used to watch Mike Conley and be like, that guy's going to be a Clipper someday. But I didn't. I was really hoping it wouldn't be when he's 35 and he's washed on Utah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, it just seems like the perfect move for us. It's Mike Conley is going to be our future point guard, dude. Like if we got Mike Conley and got another good young player in the deal, and all we had to do was eat Mike Conley's contract to do it, fine. <laughs> and then we and then we made some good marginal pieces. I wouldn't hate it, but there's no way that I think Mike Conley is the answer to our. We have our problem is that we have too many guards that are not very good. So let's add Mike Conley to that. It just it doesn't seem like it solves anything. <laughs> it it's yeah, it's it would it's, it would be it would be cool to have a like a fresh face on the team, but it's it's like I, I don't understand the thinking behind that. It's just like we already have two two star players that are unavailable. Luke Kennard is in and out of the lineup because of the dude injury. Like what why would we go, yeah, we need a guy, another injury prone player? Especially at the one. Even if it's not injury prone, he's just, he's old and he's washed. And then he had the game of his life against us last week. <laughs> so, so obviously, <laughs> Lawrence Frank was watching that and he's like, oh, 
You know what would be good? If we got that guy and the guy who I like from the Knicks. He's like, what's your, how old are you, young man? <laughs> 35? Oh, well, we're looking for a vet. I'm sorry, Mr. Collins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no go on the Mike Conley. It has to be anyone but Mike Conley, honestly. I'd be so irritated with that. I don't know. If could, I feel like that's a monkey paw. You know the monkey paw story? Mm-hmm. When you make a wish and it's actually the wish comes true, but it's it's worse. It's not, what that, you, it's not how you intended yeah. it to be. Yeah. I feel like you saying Mike Conley is, is, is the worst that could happen at the trade deadline. I don't know. That's a monkey paw. That's a monkey paw thing <laughs> happening. <laughs> that, that, that makes me nervous. You just, got, just gave me anxiety. You wake up tomorrow, Mike Conley is on a Photoshop in the Clippers jersey. I swear to God, if Mike Conley's on the Clippers, there better be another trade coming. It better be that Mike Conley was like the fourth best player we got in the trade deadline. <laughs> Will that be the trade that loses you? Like puts you in the camp with me? Uh, I'll 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 show up at camp, but <laughs> I'll, I'll but I'll have the Clipper game on my phone while I'm roasting that marshmallow. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you, you're 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 probably thinking of purple and gold, and I'm <laughs> and I'm watching the the game on my phone watching just, us have another second quarter collapse i'm just watching like 2016 westbrook highlights <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what could have been brian what could have been <laughs> oh my god what the the camper at the someone got like the off-brand graham crackers that always break and they don't they, they don't solidify or they don't keep your s'more together the, the marshmallow doesn't melt. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just gets warm. That's all it does. Yeah. So I, I think I think we're in the same agreements. Like we we need someone that can. I just heard knocking is scared of me right now, but no, yeah, we just my, need. Might have been me. Yeah, we we should just we need something that's like a big enough splash where it just gets us excited, like the Norman Pouch trade. We don't need a, like KD or anything like that. Just something that makes us better on paper immediately it just jumps at us saying like yeah this this is gonna this makes sense you want Mike op- doesn't do that you want some optimism before we head out all right what's optimism because I, I know i know you i know you like some good pessimistic clippers talk mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know me too well we are in the sixth seed mm-hmm. we're on a two-game winning streak we play the lakers this week we play the spurs after that so even if we do have an elusive lakers we do play the spurs which means we could go at least three and one in the last four games we're only three games behind the third seed. We're only two games behind the fourth seed. And as of right now, we we own the tiebreaker against the Mavs, who's in the fifth seed. Yeah, but that's the, a podcast. Not <laughs> we do have a, a we, we have a very brutal we have a very brutal February. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, like I think I mentioned this on like almost every pod is the third seed to the thir- the 13th seed is separated by five and a half games. So yeah, like, it's... It's like any one of these teams can make the playoffs any one of these teams. We currently have a better record than the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors who were in the top three seeds last year. Right now, the Sacramento Kings, who did not make the playoffs last year, and the New Orleans Pelicans, who were in the play-in last year, are the are in the top four seeds. It's a weird year. Yeah, it is a very weird year. But 
I, I agree. There's something to be. There's a there's a glimmer of hope in the season. So and, and then we do the next pod. So why do we suck now? Like <laughs> what what what's your reason? Well, I don't know. Rocco doesn't play, and then it's like because we went on a four game losing streak, losing to the Spurs and the Hawks and the Lakers. <laughs> like I don't know if my heart can take a Lakers loss for sure. I don't know. I don't know. That's your team, bro. <laughs> I do have a purple and gold jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that's our pod. Uh, thank you for everyone for listening. You can find our pod wherever you find your podcasts. It could be on Apple. It could be on Spotify. Uh, it could be on some other platform. So I want I some people probably just listen to it on the internet. That that could be a thing. Like people pull up their laptops, like let me listen to that forum, and they're like, oh, cool. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Eliclips Forum. You could join our Patreon for extra content. We do Ontario Clippers podcasts on there. It's short. It's sweet. It's beautiful. And that team is better than the current LA team. So if you want to listen to positive Clippers content, it's right there. Yep. I absolutely agree with you guys. We uh, do it. We also do NBA Rivals for them. I cut you off. Sorry. No, no. I was about to say that. So, yeah, we do NBA Rivals, rivals for them. So. Brian, why don't you tell them what that is? We talk about the uh, the clip. <laughs> we talk about the Clippers <laughs> rivals, uh, and we talk about how much we don't like them. And uh, if they're doing good, we say we still don't like them. If they're doing bad, we go ha ha. You, des- you deserve that. that. That's kind of changed, right? Since I'm a Laker fan now. Yeah, you're this. This podcast is a fraud. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, we appreciate everyone. You guys could be literally doing anything with your time. Like anything with your time. Anything. Like literally anything. But you're spending it with us and we appreciate that. Yes. Yes, we do. Thank you, guys. We're out. Peace.